It's the Tiltcast, episode 452. It's the Tilt Packs Hot Deer. Hot Deer. And this week, guys, we talked some early access games from 2020, yeah. some games we replayed in 2020, yeah. and we finally get to our top 10. Stay tuned. Hot Deer. Wow. That's shake weighty. Wow. You getting that? Yeah, I can hear it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the <laughs> Tilt Cast. Yes, and we are back. <clears throat> um, just getting it out of the way, we are an M-rated show. Yes. So we are on Game of the Gear Pot Deux. What? Pot Deux. Pot Deux. Pot Deux. Pot Deux. I'm Nas. I'm Jason. I'm Rusty. And we don't know if you're going to get any bullshit. Bullshit. But you're definitely going to get a lot of game and probably no news. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. Some and just, game. you know, things and stuff. It's just this is when we do our Game of the Year recording, and that's it's, what we're doing today. It's Nothing else matters. These guys, they're like fucking slave drivers when it comes to this shit. It is. I mean, we eventually got to get to this at some point. Yeah, we have to get through it so that we can get back to, like, all of the non- uh, non-existent games of 2021. <laughs> oh, no. We've actually, I mean, just to give you a sneak peek. Yeah. Dyson Sphere and Valheim for sure. Dude, are you fucking serious right now? Yeah. So yeah. we know we know we've got a couple on the, on the burners right now that we're going to be talking about next week. But this week is all about last year and years before that, honestly. Yep. As we are finishing this up on February 5th at 9.48 p.m. Central Time. In the year of 2021, the year of 2020 that really never ended because we're exactly it's, where we were. It's it's, it's two new months game ago. plus. It's a new game plus. <laughs> Prepare to die. Oh my god! Oh my god! And I didn't hit it on the the nail on the head. Right. A little too much there. Yeah. A little bit. Wow. A little bit. Oh my gosh! Here we go. So <clears throat> last week, uh, you guys will have heard us talk about games. That released last year that we played. Yep. Uh, at least one of us at the table played. It, it, yeah, at least. So, there are a handful uh, of games there, that we, I'll just be honest, like got 99.9% .9 of the way through and didn't finish the last push for one reason or another. But I feel like if you spent 99% of the time the game offers and just couldn't get past the last part, that's a kind of part of the problem. Well, yeah. I mean, there's. It's either the last boss sucked, or uh, or, or it, you just fell off of it. That, well, in or the case it of, was 2020, and you just fell off of it and moved to something else. If I was, know I did. Yeah, I did too. And if it was Last of Us Two, what that meant is it was way too fucking depressing, and it actually put me into a depression. And I said, nope. Yeah, now nah, if if a game starts to affect your mental health, you you really need to like move on. Yeah, definitely. Which I mean, let's face it, with the kind of year everyone had last year, and it's still that continuing. was easy to do for that game. It's still continuing because, it's not like the fucking I mean, change. it's not like the story narrative for the first one was happy go lucky. No, it's just that you got you know, not over spoiling it, but the Rat King is like a final boss. That's where I'm at, and I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> no. and I mean, I'm in the like the warm up to that. So I'm not far behind you. Oof. Yeah, just but. wrong place, wrong time was all that happened with that. 
Yeah. Um, does not mean it's a bad game. Just poorly timed in my life. Yeah. Poorly timed in everyone's life, but I mean, they had to release it. It's not like they didn't. It's just like, what are they going to survive on? It's not like DLC for Last of Us One or DLC for right. Well, that's not like Naughty Dog could say. You know what? Twenty twenty is a shit year. We're just not. We're just not going to (laughs) release our game and pay our people. Right. Well. Um. Yeah. It was. It was been in production and development for way longer than the you know the fucking you know world ending bug has been around so it's not like they could plan for that type of shit did you just chug that can i did dude you told me i needed more energy he's he went fucking like from zero to now, 60 right now so in my defense he's got uh, another can <laughs> my uh my wife was uh, running late hanging out with her sister so Instead of getting me Monster or Rockstar, she got me these damn cute little kickstarts that have, like, half the caffeine of those. No caffeine whatsoever. The same amount of caffeine as a Mountain Dew. It's just There's, like, 92 milligrams of caffeine in this. Oh, that's cute. For the whole can. So, of course, yes, I chugged the first one. Dude, I'm over there fucking, like, digging my hands into the fucking G Fuel pot going, oh, no. And I'll probably be begging you to shake me a G Fuel and pour it in a glass later. Yeah. But we'll figure things out. That said, uh, we, uh, so last week we, we got their games that released last year, this week. We're just going to jump into some of the early access games that, that I'll be honest, Justin played. Uh, oh my god! So talk. let's go ahead in no particular order and let's start with Urtok the Desolation. It's gonna be. I've put a fair amount of time to that. Let's just say thirty or forty hours. Uh, it's uh, Final Fantasy Tactics, but low fantasy, and with a uh, art style that's very much like uh, what do you call it? Um, Cell shaded. Uh, hand-drawn? Yeah, hand-drawn. So that game is going to be released tentatively in a couple years. I think it's very playable right now, but it doesn't have a lot of direction. It's just you're unlocking the different class types and the different skills. Where did my dog go? Over here, like, licking my ass. Oh, she just <laughs> she just loves you. She just, she's like, I can't get your hands involved, so I'm going directly for your butt cheek. <laughs> um... But yeah, it's a, I will say if you have a tolerance for very, it's very hard. Um, and the further you get in, it, it gets harder and harder and harder. It's set up kind of like a roguelike. So in an early access fashion, it can be played right now. It's just, it does lack a little bit of direction and I want to see more come out, but they do update it fairly regularly. I want to say every month or two, you're getting a fairly substantial update. Yeah. yeah. So it's playable, absolutely worth the money. Um, depends on your tolerance for early access, but let's, it's, it doesn't belong on the list yet. Mm. Okay. All right. And Curse uh, of the Dead Gods. See, I bought this one, but I never actually, I, I'm never it's actually a, played it's, it. It's a lot like Hades. It is. Okay. Um, lay le- way less story right now. It kind of has this weird, like Indiana Jones vibe. Okay. Um, but the skills, I say that cause you're going into like lost temples. But it's set up kind of medieval style, right? Swords and stuff like that, right? And magic powers and whatnot. 
and uh, it's most of the way there. Um, it's actually it's got a good risk reward. You unlock these runes, which are the different like additional power types and things that you can take with you into your runs. Mm-hmm. And you unlock it with a currency you get by how many levels you get through, and it's all one hundred percent randomized. Um, everything's got a theme. There are three quote unquote levels. It's set up like you know how like Slay the Spire kind of has like a map layout of what you're going into. Right. Plays off a mix of like let's think it's not a card battler, but plays off some elements of Slay the Spire and Hades at the same time. But it's well worth I think most people's time. I just want to see where it's about to go before I put more time into it. Another early access title. It is okay. It's a it's a worth it early access. I felt like I didn't think that I chose poorly. <laughs> you terrible! I see. I can I, dad joke all day. Yeah, you can. Um, the I picked it up, but I never actually. You know, I, I do this a lot. Like if I see it on sale and it's something that you you know that you had played or recommended, I'll pick it up. But it'll be what like my uh, I, I'm bored rainy day situation. I've always got a game to play. It's just whether or not I'm in the mood to play that game. And this uh, with early access, those are very much a, you know, it's it's just one of those, I'm going to let it mature. But there's there's only a handful of those that I'll do. Um, I did pretty good with the early access last year with things that I wasn't going to necessarily risk the money. Um, I've already bought one early access title this year, but I felt. I felt like I did not choose poorly. Yeah, same here. <laughs> uh, Valheim was is pretty worth it so and far. And Dyson Sphere Program's definitely worth it. So, so keep scooting because it's not going to make it on the list yet. Right. No. Uh, Hard Space, another early access title. Man, I wish that would just hurry up and release. That game's fun as shit. It's if we want to say early access gem, like best early access game I've played out of here. That's the most unique one. Hands down, you're taking apart ships with lasers and bombs and getting all sorts of little upgrades. The The path to get to the end of the game is a little bit hard and a little bit a, a lot grindy right now. But just there's something really kind of zen about taking apart ships and cutting them apart. So this is the this is the shipbreaker game, right? You're literally taking apart spaceships. Uh, okay, so as a spaceman floating in space with little jump jet, with okay. little jump pack. So it is a six de- uh, six degrees of freedom uh, situation where you're kind of floating in, you know, into a space dock in a space dock area, and slicing sections of ship off and then sending them off to different port uh, parts. Like there's a net below you. There's a net for components. There's an incinerator for like metal parts. And there's like some kind of like smelter or something like that that you send other other things to, you know, it's basically. The physics are really cool. Yeah, you, the the tethering system is really cool in that. Uh, I can say that I uh, I played it. It's, it was one of those that you said Plays uh, plays better on controller, and I uh, I agree because keyboard and mouse. It, I mean, you still have all the options. It's just your hand of, spreads weird. It's it's kind of funky with the whole uh, you know six degrees on you know on that. The twin sticks really help with that. Um, keyboard and mouse having one, you know, WASD is just four directions. You know what I mean? Right. And then eight directions if you combine up and sideways. You know? Yeah. If you want to be able to. 
to look and move in different directions, a twin stick is definitely better. That's why it's, it's smoother motion. That's why playing Elite Dangerous on a controller is is good. Um, but yeah, Hardships Hard Space Shipbreaker is a hidden gem that I really wish was out. But I I want to save that one. All yeah, right. it's it's not quite ready yet. It's like eighty percent there, and then. They can go a couple of directions with it. If they make it more grindy, it will fall flat. If they give you a little bit better sense of direction, it will it'll be a really fucking killer game. All right. Snapping your fingers won't do anything. Uh, surviving know, the aftermath. All right, dog. She ripped out both of my fucking earbuds and took about half of the damn system. Will you please? She just needs a kiss and then she'll be done. Will you please? Thank you. Are you sure? Yeah. She needs a mount. All right. Continue. What was it? Uh, what was the game? So, surviving the aftermath. Uh, I gotta remember what the fuck that was. That's bad, right? That that's kind of bad. Remem- so, if you have to remember, so it, we'll move on. Yeah. Tainted Grail. I do remember that. Um, surviving the oh, I do remember surviving the aftermath. It's way okay. too early access. It's a city builder in a radiated zone. Um, really lacks direction. Is pretty cool with its building concept. So thanks, Civ City, Civ, Sim City in the Wasteland. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but it's got a ways to go. It just looks cool and the concept's cool, but just lacks direction. Gotcha. Tainted Grail. Tainted Grail is. They did something really cool this game. Um, this is one that I really am looking forward to the full release. It's two games. So when they started the project, it was a single game that was a roguelite. And it's a card battler, but it's also a game that you have like a map, a 3D map that you're moving through like an isometric kind of way. And then you fight different bosses. You take some of the currency you won from the fights and the items that you found. And that builds your village, and then your village continues to grow, and then you continue to branch out to different areas. So there's that game, and then there's a proper storied, structured campaign that's a completely separate game. And it's they started one. So they started it off as two games in one. So if you bought it in early access, you got both games. Huh. It just released now as two separate games. So now it is two prices. One for the roguelike, one for the other, at a reduced cost from what for both of them because they're two separate things in the same world. Both same mechanics, both very different though. Huh. Um, But they make really, they've made some really good progress on it. The roguelike portion of it is very playable, um, like pretty much feature complete for the most part. Progression was rough, so they fixed some of the progression, some of the stuff with how you set up your itemization. Your itemization turns into cards, essentially, but you've got a little paper doll of your character that you're kind of building up. Um, but it it's it could be great. Right now, it's pretty cool. Um, it's not quite as finished as Shipbreaker because they split into two games. So that's kind of why Shipbreaker still kind of beats it. But it's still um, it's worth keeping your eye on for damn sure. Sweet. Sweet. All right. So we'll You change. tried a lot more early access titles than I did last year, so. I played a lot more basic titles, though. Well, these yeah. are all really – and when I'm getting these games, I'm getting them on sales usually. And then you're – We're talking like 
ten dollars, twelve dollars. You're putting like maybe five hours into them or less. Forty. Oh, 40. Yeah. Okay. Except Curse of the Dead Gods is probably 20-ish hours. You can look at my Steam thing, but Tainted Grill, I want to say I put 30 or 40. In Heart Space, I put 30 or 40 in. Uh, I put hundreds of hours into one game. Well, so. <laughs> the, your time structure is different than mine. For right. me, that's like a week's worth of time. Right. Um, keep scooting. So now we'll start getting into the meat of the show. Oh, boy. And our game of the year is going to be a little bit different this year because we went and replayed a lot of things mm-hmm. that we didn't get a chance to get around to the last couple of years. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one of these games may end up in our list. So we'll just, we'll start with the first one, seven days to die alpha 19. Okay. That's... Is it, is it still alpha 19? Um, well, it's like alpha 19.8 or nine or okay. whatever. Yeah, yeah. They, they keep going. Uh, it's about to hit Alpha 20. Um, me and a group of friends probably put another 50 hours into that game this year. Last year, 2020. I got to keep remembering that. Um, that game is still solid as fuck, and they continue to implement more things. The dungeon system in that game has gotten a hell of a lot better. So we've been playing Random Gen, too. So not just Navis game, but Random Gen, and it creates like cities now. It doesn't do like the spoke system like it was before. It like creates proper little cities with little suburbs and everything else. Yeah. Some of them are really big. Some of them are really small, but they have themes and it doesn't feel like it was a random gen. So like there'll be different places of industry in this little area. When I say a city, we're talking about a square mile. Maybe one of the ones we found was like five square miles. Just rows and rows and rows. So it's, it's about the same size as the Navisgain big city. Or bigger. Or bigger? Yeah. Okay. That was one of the things that the the random gen didn't have, and that's why I was, you know, gravitating towards Nevis game, because it was more of a... Oh, it's it's way more... It's tuned. Mm-hmm. But this is... It's also tuned. Like, they've just done a really good job of random gen. Um, all the unique, unique points of interest. So the points of interest are mini dungeons, right? They've set up a house that has you go through it a certain way. And they've got a way of telling you where to go. It's not the yellow climb bricks, right? right? They usually put like a lamp or something like that. That's a light. That's a static light in that deal. So you know that's your starting point and you work your way through the building from there. You can still brute force your way through traps and doors and stuff like that to go the wrong way. But it usually pays off and at the end is always some kind of loot based on where you're at with your character progression. Okay. So the... So so it's not fully randomized loot. Like you couldn't just end up getting a high-end gun at, at a certain point. You you have to like work up to that still. Yeah, you you get rolls based on your level. Good. Okay. So it's not – that's kind of how they're balancing it out. But the, they've created additional car- creatures. The team has expanded. So now they're redoing all the zombies into proper HD. Um, they are – which is something the zombies have needed for the last few updates. They've gotten dynamic lighting in that game, which was a really big thing. Like, yeah. really dynamic lighting. Um, they've redone all the texture work. Like, right now, it looks really, really decent. Especially, Like, I don't want to qualify it for what it is, but it's a voxel-based, completely destroyable game. This isn't a laid map. It's painted over with mega textures, like something like a Call of Duty or whatever, right? It's a fully interactable world that even randomizes on its own. So, I don't know. It's uh right. I mean, you could pick a point in the ground at any anywhere and dig straight down. 
it doesn't do DLSS right now, but it does um, like optimized frame rate uh, or optimized resolution kind of thing, kind of like DLSS. Uh, Okay. So it will, you can set a setting right now. So let's say I want to play it in 4K. The resolution setting right now will downscale and upscale depending on where you're at and what your PC is operating at now. So variable resolution. It's kind of like AMD's uh, implementation. Yeah, um, you just crank the anti-aliasing way up for that. I've got I can brute force that now in 4K um, and play it at a very smooth, smooth 60 at this point. Finally, at 32 gigs of RAM and a 3080. I will always remember this game being the first and really only 24-hour stream I was part of, uh, and just being like figuring out that I you know from that stream alone. It was a hard sell for me to get into it because zombies, right? But figuring out from that game, that game single-handedly changed my outlook on, you know, on games that were survival and crafting. You know what it is? You talk with your hands way more than I do. And that's why she's in, yeah. She thinks you're playing every time you talk. Yeah. Every time I talk, she comes over and it's weird. And now she's here again. Stop. All right, I'm going to have to put my hands in my pockets or something like that. Okay, did that work? Um, No, she's going to come up and like... This dog is so disruptive. Why do you have to be so disruptive? And cute. Oh, my God. Little lizard lips. Okay. Don't pull this off my ears. I can't... So, please, Seven Days to Die is a really solid-ass game. I don't want to chuck it yet. Let's just keep it for now. Cool, cool. All right, and Battletech. Battletech, dude. Uh, we talked about this a little bit yesterday in the context, of, or last time, in the context of... Uh, MechWarrior. MechWarrior, yeah. And how it's still a superior game to MechWarrior. It is a superior game to MechWarrior. Rusty's uh, wildly gesticulating over there trying to talk to the deaf dog. That's right. Um, um, I can come get her. You might need to, because she's, like, all up in my face right now. <laughs> she's being a little extra compared to normal. Oh, and she's, like, backing off. Oh. Oh. Oh, it's a game now. It is. Okay, so, yeah. There. Okay. Uh, so, yes, Battletech, dude. Battletech is, um, you know... It's is, extremely solid. I enjoy it. I just don't get much opportunity to play it. It is, I mean, each one of those maps takes a while, like, to yeah. go through the, you know, and that's kind of the draw for, you know... Not only that, but it really didn't play extremely great on the 770 just because there's so much going on on each map there is there's quite a bit and i just haven't really gotten back into it since i since i got the upgrade card i mean i put 300 hours using the 1070 so the 2080 should be absolutely fine for sure uh and i mean because the maps are so long you can uh, you can save anywhere at at that point but like back to it for example the 770 whenever I would be fine until I got into combat with three plus mechs. Oh, yeah. And then by then, there there's enough particles and everything else happening on screen that that, 70, that 770 said, 
When you start getting fucking uh, a bunch of missile boats uh, shooting yeah. LRM 20s across the fucking screen, yeah. making, uh, making things just fucking rain missiles. Yeah. Hey, to contrast that though, because now you really know mechs. I'm not even a Mech Warrior fan lore wise, but I do like Mech Warrior stuff. I've got an Archer right now that is an LRM 60. <laughs> I literally stripped it's... most of the armor, all the guns, and it has 2,000 missiles. And I mean... all I do is hit, I've got double heat sinks on it, and I hit Alpha Strike. Boom. Alpha Strike, 60 missiles. <laughs> On this I mean, on the on Mech Warrior Five, and it's just like the whole screen's just like, <laughs> but it's just like a firestorm. It's it's that, joy in a button, dude. That, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much unfair. That's almost like hacking. It's it's one locust down with a single salvo. It's yeah, amazing. And then your bigger mechs, it's like I get to the point of overheat, and they're about picked apart. Right, and then I just squad mate fire, and it's done. Yeah. God damn. Yeah, see, there's... Battletech's the, really customizable. I always called it Pokemac. I'm, I call both of them Pokemac, right? The thing that's really cool about that, like, I'm not a total car guy, but I'm a, a little bit of a car guy, right? And I like the customization options of being able to, like, especially the further you get into Battletech. I don't know if it's in the base game or not or if you have to do mods. When I got to the point where I could change engine types... And then, like, say I want a really slow, like, small mech, but then I want to just, like, go overkill on weapons. And so I have, like, it's in turtle mode, like, in your, on your lawnmower, right? Right. But now I have, like, a an AC-10 on, you know, uh, an Urbi mech, right? Like, an AC, like, dual AC-10s. Or I've had an Urbi mech with a, an AC-20 with 30 shots. See, so, like, that's... Really, it's that kind of customization um, on top of, like, you you paint it, right? Figure out your color scheme for your max. Right. You figure out the weapon loadouts, and you get to tinker. I spend 30% of that game tinkering with stuff and tuning it and then trying it out in a random battle and be like, how did that work? Oh, that was really – that was a cool combo. See – See, this is this is where I come from. Like, I'm not necessarily big into the the battle tech lore, because uh, it was a tabletop, you know, as well. Um, and you could kind of see I those systems. That shit in. Yeah, you could you could see those systems the, in the game, right? The, the story and voice acting on Battletech is far superior to the MechWarrior Five. Indeed, it's a it different does. team. Yep, um, they both follow the rules really strictly, which I'm I appreciate. But I, I'm gonna. I'm going to blow people's minds with with this thing. See, there's uh, this is where I kind of jumped into BattleTech and MechWarrior back in the day. Um, there with two. No, th- th- there was actually a uh, a tabletop gaming system. Uh, I think it was Palladium. I can't remember exactly for sure, uh, but uh, it was. Uh, it was rifts, and what it uh, one of the things that you could get if your your characters were kind of uh, a mix between magic and cyberpunk almost, and one of your characters could actually be a uh, a glitter boy pilot. If you look up glitter boy, you'll understand why this uh, this makes sense. But a glitter boy is basically an atlas. 
It is a fucking massive mech. And it will fucking stomp through fucking cities and shit. But when you want to fire its main gun, it has to plant its feet and shoot a rod from its foot through into the ground to anchor it. Because the fucking cannon that comes off its shoulder will decimate a fucking full city with one shot. And that right there was my jumping point into... Oh, Mech Warrior and Battle yeah, Tech. it's basically like if you downscaled a Gundam enough to be a uh, battle armor instead of right, instead it didn't of a have tank. flight, it didn't have yeah. flight of capabilities, it just fucking stomped around, but it had a big ass gun. Well, I'll say if you guys <laughs> remember this, do you guys remember Exo Squad? Yep. So Exo Squad was my first introduction to stuff like that, and I was really big into Exo Squad as a kid. And so Mech Warrior, when that came out, felt very Exo Squad, and oh, and I had a lot of these fucking toys when I was a kid. You looked up Glitter Boy, didn't you? I did, <laughs> but, because I couldn't remember the reference. But now that I've seen it, I remember the reference. Yeah, it there were there were a lot of oddball stuff like Glitter Boy and Exo Suit and stuff like that when we were kids and teenagers. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the uh, most people yeah. will attribute this to like Gundam because that makes yeah. and I was makes never little sense. I was never into Gundam, but I was like hardcore Exo Squad. Right. Well, I got I got hard into Gundam because along with Dragon Ball Z, it was one of the first big mainstream anime from Japan. Yeah. To get dubbed and really make it over here. Yeah. So, you know, that's where my love of Gundam came. Plus, I mean, giant robots that don't look as stupid as Zords. I mean. <laughs> right? So, uh, so it's fair to say that uh, all three of us have a, uh, a fair opinion of Battletech. Yeah, of uh, battle suits, right? Right. Of, of Battletech, the specific game yeah. Battletech, too. But, I mean, if you oh, look yeah. at Exo Squad, right, that's a toy that, that's like 1993. Yeah, that's kind of like... It's like mini Battletech. Yeah, mini, mini, mini Battletech. I like, had a few of those toys, too. Yeah, I fucking loved them. Um, it's, the, uh, so. it's, it's the loader Exo from fucking, uh, from Aliens. Right. <laughs> Only with way more but, guns. <laughs> yeah, but kidified. Right. But, so, moving on a little bit, just to kind of get the ball rolling, because at some time we do have to get to I mean, make a given, decision about some of these. Things. Are we are we actually you know given these numbers like the other ones? Or I think we just we gotta we're gonna have to rank them at the end. I think we just say does it stay? Does it not stay? Yeah. I think mechy stuff it kind of stays. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure out if it stays stays if it has staying power over other games, but like it's just. Well, yeah, I mean these these are things that we've already yeah. ranked on previous years, but this is this is why we liked them this year, or we continue to like them. I have yeah. BattleTech installed still, and it's a game that I will probably go back to. Yeah, I went back point. to it because fucking Chimera Squad sucked dick. <laughs> right, it didn't even suck dick. It sucked. It sucked the shit out of somebody's asshole. It's, I mean, it's so bad because sucking dick can be a wondrous right. thing, but. Sucking shit out of an asshole, like that takes a special so kind of person. So it was the human, ci human centipede of games? Ugh. Oh, there's our category. I was no, going right to call it there. the chocolate starfish. Instead uh, of brown note. It's the, the, the Some people like that. Ew. Shit sandwich. Ugh. 
It's just basically so, a shit sandwich. I really don't like it. Ugh. So moving on to better conversation. Please. Death Stranding. That game's solid as shit. Fucking surprisingly good, isn't it? I didn't know what I was... I got it on Super Sale, right? You got the $10 off from Epic, and then they had it on sale for 29 So I bought it for $29 in December. And I am almost all the way through. Again, I had a, I had a, you know, I'm gonna call it a 2020 moment where it was getting a little bit too close to home with desolation all over the place, right? And then I backed off, but I got most of the way through it. I'm through most of the Hartman stuff at this point. So, it's... and I've gotten to the last city. So I'm been told to find a certain someone, and I think that puts me close to the end. You should probably continue, and in full-on Kojima style, make sure that when you do, you set aside a period of time, a significant period of time. Like, a it's full a, play session, like when you get to the Yeah, but boss, are you talking about a rusty play session of eight hours, or no, a mean I'm play saying, session of like four hours or something? You know how Kojima games are. They are basically a movie Yeah, um, that you play. Uh, so at the end of this, I'm just giving you the warning now because it kind of uh, caught me off guard. Uh, pre- be prepared for uh, basically a feature-length film at the end. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, so, I'm going to have to set aside that or take a day off and finish it out. But I'm just – so far, like the the puzzle to get to the hidden point was really cool um, for anybody that's played Death Stranding. I know that game came out in 2019. It came out in 2020 on PC. That's And it's a fucking stupid-looking game. I remember Jessa telling me because I was playing it while she was here. She's like, I didn't know video games looked this good. Uh, it's right? That- <laughs> She's like – He's hot. And he's like, that's weird. There's a couple moments I mean, where it's kind of weird. It, but Well, just, but like, you know, it's, it's, it's like, why are you throwing shit at him? And I was like, well, that's part of the ammo. And then I had to kind of explain it. She's like, okay, that kind of explains it. She's like, that's kind of dumb. And I was like, I agree. If I know you don't know anything about Metal Gear Solid, but when we're talking about it, like that's that's Kojima. <laughs> there's always I mean, a weird ass mechanic. A with weapon Kojima. being able to piss on people. I mean... I mean, Metal Gear Solid had a squirt gun in it, uh, of all things, right? So, <laughs> I mean... This is... Death Stranding is Kojima Unleashed. It is. Right. I think... I it, There doesn't need to be anything extra with that, but I think as much as critics didn't like it, I think a lot of gamers liked it really well. Like, I thought... I think a lot of people did it at a service by calling it a walking simulator. It's a story. It is right, right? You and then the, the trappings it. around it is you're a delivery driver essentially, right? Right. With some really goofy video game ass video game shit, and then you know it's got some combat in it. It's not the main focus, but like the combat becomes kind of trivial at a certain point. Like I'm not that scared of the the, of the it, mules. No, not even a little bit on the mules. The uh, the, the, the mercenaries. Yeah, but any of the other bosses, I'm not really. Worried oh, about oh the BTS yeah the BTS are just an annoyance at this point I'm just the, like the and then I didn't BTs? realize that I could just get in a truck and drive through an area that was full of BTS and it would just be fine. Well, they can actually pull you out of the truck. By the way, just just so you know, if you get stuck oh, and you point. stop, they will pull you the fuck out of the truck. Um, uh, well, I didn't know that part, but I really wouldn't be that worried because I always carry eight of the blood grenades on me anyway. Right, you just carry them. But if you get pulled out of the truck. You know, it's only what you have on your person, not what you put, you know, 
And whatever. Well, I can carry the expanded grenade bags and all that stuff. Right. I mean, you put your backpack in the truck. In the truck. Yeah, because there's so no way that fits if it's, in the seat if, next to you. If it's on your shoulder, you're fine. But if you, if it's in your backpack, you're fucked. Uh, so but, you know, then somebody's ghost will throw you extra weapons, and you'll be fine. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's, honestly, like I'd always come out of that with more stuff than I started with. So, like, I've never. I've thought about turning it up, and I was like, no. I think the the point of this is getting through the story anyway. Yeah. And the combat's just supposed to give you a little bit of extra thrill. Because even the boss enc- the first boss encounter, like, really caught me off guard. I was like, when did this become a third-person shooter? Right. And, you know, but it, it did an all right job of that. So it's like, okay, not a big deal. Yeah. Just wait until you see the last boss. I'm just saying. But long story short, <laughs> Death Stranding is super fucking worth it. It belongs on any list. It's a, it is a solid ass shit game. It is super solid. Like when you said that, it, you know, the people were saying walking simulator or fucking like FedEx delivery guy simulator or whatever. I mean, that is the shallowest way of describing this game. This game is way, way more than that. I mean, that's like calling bat- Borderlands 2 a bad joke simulator. So, I mean, it's... Right. It's it's basically... Well, I mean, that... That is from the viewpoint of somebody who has not actually picked up the controller to play the game, just watching it, they would say, oh, yeah, you're oh, just Oh, it's a terrible game to watch. Yeah, it's fucking boring as fuck to watch, but uh, it's a, figuring it's a, you're, out it's, how to get from point A to point B the logistics of it... So yeah, nice. like I was in that one of the mountainous areas, and then I got a whole system of zip line set up, and then I just that's my delivery service way of yeah, that whole everybody, area. Everybody <laughs> does the zip lines up there, dude. It's, and I just, it's like you know, you're I don't remember what the currency is, right? But I'm just like in every one of these areas, I do that, and then I build roads everywhere, right? For whatever, if I want a grindy session, it's like I'm just going to build a road here, right? So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go rob mules for the materials, and then I go build roads. Yeah. So I go take out the mule camp and, you know, tie them all up and then go get all of their materials. I'm I'm sure. I, I haven't to... killed anybody on purpose yet. I've killed people on accident. And when you when you kill somebody in that game, you have to deal with them. Um, yeah, within like a day, you got to go take them to the incinerator. Right. Otherwise, bad shit happens. So uh, I haven't really ever just left a body, but I've thought about doing it. I just didn't know if it would affect the outcome of the game. I I haven't ever actually left a body because it was really I mean the 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 game's lore really drives home the fact that you have uh, that death you know in in that the, game is the, a big fucking deal. The thing is that Kojima seems to do well is decisions have consequence and that's the reason I like a lot of his games. Decisions seem to have com- consequence even though they're not really RPGs they kind of are, right? They don't it's not an every dude that you customize, but you customize the character that's in the game, right? Right. Anyways, Kojima kicks ass. He's, he's, he's still got it. He's Yeah, he's definitely got it. All right, it's moving worth, on. Worth Dungeon it. of the Endless. Uh, um, you were playing more of that than me. Um, that's one of my top ten games of all time. It's almost unfair that it's on here. Right. So I, I don't mean, know that I want to put it on this year's list. It just always – it's always in my top ten. It's, it's I one put of more time into games. it. It's super comfort food. I'm really good at it. Um, I've beat almost every mode. The only thing I haven't done is gotten to level like 32 on endless mode. Yeah. I am – I've beat it on normal. <laughs> Which in that game is hard. Hard. <laughs> it's the joke. All uh, right. 
Fallout 76 Wastelanders. That's all you, buddy. <laughs> that game, that's a really decent redemption arc. Like, I, I think a lot of us wanted to see what would happen with Anthem, and then we think that that team has dispersed. It's, yeah. Because the creative designer has left Anthem. I think that is now shareware at this point. It's not. It's in limbo. At this point, there's, I mean, I mean, if we talk Anthem later on, we'll probably see something. But what we wanted to see from Anthem, Fallout 76 ended up getting. Well, when what we mean by that is 76 was a pretty bad Fallout game. And I say pretty bad. It's, it's not as bad as the twin-stick shooter version of Fallout, which is awful <laughs> the only redemption that has is it has uh uh mashuga and that is it um but <laughs> it's sad that that's the game that they ended up being in the, the physical copy of that game can prop up a fucking table that's it it's a really bad <laughs> fallout game it's a Fallout 10 stick shooter it's horrible um anyways that came out probably before a lot of people were born that listen to the show um that being said fallout 76 Damn. Um, when it came out, was a really empty, pointless game. I, I everything mechanically worked about it, and they wanted you to feel like you're building a civilization. I guess it had some bugs when it started, and then it finally did even out. It came out to a really rocky launch. Um, they did not do things properly with how that game was fundamentally built at first. What it, what the problem was is you got to the end game where you nuked everything, but there wasn't a lot of like the quest felt like a series of daily quests because you're just doing fetch quests and like go to this thing for this robot. And there was a handful of decent stories, but it just left you feeling really empty. And then <clears throat> players found a way to grief in a way that was unique and stupid where, you know, like the chip damage that they would do would be annoying enough that you just they got to the point where people were hunting players and there was a couple of really bad stories that came out of that. Um, and then a lot of things changed. They set up like a PVP server. They set up a PVP mode for people that want to play that kind of stuff. They set up PVE server. So if you want to just play co-op, you could. The server limit has been set to seven people per world. And the map is the biggest Fallout map they've ever made. So it's a real – we're talking like 10 square miles probably. Right. So it's rare rare that you would run into somebody else and only in like concentrated spots. Yeah. And there's a few hubs that pe you'll see people at somewhat regularly. But they've got like weekly events now. The currency to get random rolls of better weapons is tied to silver I think is what it is at this point. I haven't played it in a minute. Um, they just released the Don – of uh, Steel Dawn, which is the Brotherhood story. And they ham-fisted the story in there. But I will say they added a hell of a lot of NPCs, like Fallout 4 level of stuff in the game. And they took the the best way that they could have done this is they didn't have voiced interactions with your character. So the NPCs you talk to are voiced. You're just picking through dialogue like you would in Fallout 3 or Fallout New Vegas. Gotcha. So there's that. Um, it is, they completely instant certain areas so that you're the only one in there. So you might go into, so like when instance, I went and started still Dawn a while back when it first launched and I went into that area and I was the only player in there. It wasn't like playing world of Warcraft. You got all these people hovering around a quest giver. So 
things like that that would kind of break some of the immersion they got rid of. But like it still gives you a really long wait time when you know there's going to be a nuclear strike and you can get the fuck out of there so that you can go do something else. Or you can do what I do, which is just get all the higher level enemies that it drops in there because it mutates everything and makes everything more tough. Right. Um, and I really do enjoy minigunning my way through that kind of stuff. So the melee combat's actually surprisingly good, and that's a really viable way to get through that game and feel like a weird wasteland Skyrim dude. Um, okay. So the skill system's been revamped, so you can alter your stuff on the fly if you really want to, which is how that skills card system works. And they've got this whole board game thing where you earn additional rewards like cosmetics and things like that as you progress through different things in the world. There's a lot to do in that game right now. Um, if I didn't have my eyes somewhere else, I'd probably play it again. Me and Ren played that a hell of a lot this year, last year. I'm going to keep getting that fucked up. Yep. Um, still looks really good. Runs well, really well. It's on fucking everything right now. I mean, that's not a surprise. You can get it on Game Pass. Um, I bought it on the Bethesda thing through Green Man for like $8 and then ended up getting a Steam copy too because it was right before that. So I have the Steam version, I have the Bethesda version, I have the Game Pass version, and I have it on Xbox One, which is the one that I bought at regular price. Well, I mean, at one point before the Wastelanders update, it was bargain binned. It was, it. I mean... It, but they flipped it, they flipped it in a way where people, like they just doubled the inventory weight right that you can carry overall for like all of your stuff and paper clips no longer you know weigh you down it started off at like 200 pounds i want to say um and they had this whole thing that people like fall out first where you could like unlimited inventory or something like that on right. your own server um this is a server restriction thing with the weight um but they doubled that recently so i think you're at i want to say 800 or 1200 pounds right now that's pretty crazy. That's a really substantial jump from where they were before. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I mean, and I've been at a point where I knew how to manage 400. So now that it's like so much higher at this point, like I could jump back in and just be like, just sort the weapons I want to keep and trash the ones or sell the ones I don't. Yeah. Fine. It's, it's one of those, one of those games. I, and full disclosure, I have not played this fucking game. I basically just said, I'm, I am not gonna. <laughs> Unless, uh, unless you really like, we could game pass it sometime. Almost force me to play it, um, and by f almost force me to play it is like I'd only it's play a, that with one other person that I'd know. You never. There's only a handful of instances you ever need to play with other people, and and that's the thing is I don't feel the need to play that game at all unless it's with somebody else like if you wanted to play it i i would maybe boot it up but that's on, about it it's gonna be permanently on game pass at this point yeah so, so i mean now that microsoft owns bethesda that's kind of that's going to be a thing <laughs> so but, yeah especially for the price of game pass i don't want to remove it from the list yet okay where right. we'll eventually get to our list and we'll just cut stuff right, right. uh fell seal I'll be honest with you. I really do like that game, but I haven't put the proper time in it, so I can't give it any kind of shake. It's Final Fantasy Tactics mixed with Ogre Battle. Pretty much. Uh, super fucking solid. Yep. All right. No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky has done some pretty pretty crazy things this year. Uh, or last year. See, I, 
I'm doing it too. 2020. Um, 2020. They did some uh, some pretty substantial things with uh, with that game, and I mean, with it being like the poster boy for redemption arcs and you know in video games from the last you know five ten years, really or almost all time, considering how much it's turned around. Um, it. I mean, there's a reason why there's games that we want to see the no man's sky treatment it is now a descriptor of uh, of how we want to see things happen right um so that's kind of big uh the game itself i mean i played through it because of just 2020 boredom right uh but it still had plenty of fun doing so uh and i was able to do uh, some of the the newer stuff with mining uh, and setting up, you know, new mining bases and, you know, and, you know, gaining stupid amounts of credits and getting, be- you know, like the best ships possible. There's a still a very active community that goes out and does like explore runs and shares uh, uh, like the the world coordinates so that you can use the portal system to go and visit these places. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's still an active game and it still looks great. Um, still kind of a question as to whether or not there's any end game, but it's also kind of a sandbox at the point, at that point. So it also even looks better than it did originally. Well, they did add, uh, they added some, uh, newer, uh, planet types and textures and lighting effects and stuff like that. Uh, I think that was this year. Uh, there's whole planets that have a luminescent glow to them uh, that kind of like comes at you in waves over wavy grass. It is beautiful to look at at night. Um, there was, uh, oh, the big fucking landworms that will randomly pop up that was added this you know you know during 2020 as well uh that is they just keep adding to that game and considering all those updates were absolutely no cost you know if you already own the game you got it uh that's i mean that right there kind of shows the labor of love that goes into that game yeah so i mean it is it is always a solid game to go back to and, and play if you just kind of want to have a uh, exploration survival situation, uh, you know, game. It's 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 still a solid game. I cannot stress enough how much that game has redeemed itself. I shat on that game so hard, you know, when I first played it, uh, and so did everybody else well, because it of the lies. A lot of the shit. Yeah, because yeah. of the lies. I mean, it definitely deserved a lot of it. But uh, there, he's. It it may have taken him a couple of years, but that team is uh, has started to deliver on some of the like the grander scale shit, like the huge fucking monsters and sh- you know shit like that. So it, it's okay. it's there, but uh, yeah, listed or no, listed. Okay. Uh, Remnant from the Ashes. Still, a, I, had a, I had a blast with that. That is a solid ass game. It's, I mean, it may seem kind of shallow at first, but it's got like it's got play replayability for sure. We could jump in right now, like, and be fine. I would be perfectly think, happy playing that. I mean, and we could all three play it too. Yeah, it's totally 
uh, a a game that you could you know that you could uh, co op. Did you get it free on the Epic Store when it came out, Jason? I believe I did. Yeah, I don't remember if I did or not. I can, I can look. I wonder if you quick. can find a way to migrate your save over to Epic. I I have to look into it, but I mean, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be terrible for me to start over from scratch on that either, because I'd already done that we've, with you. Yeah, I mean, um, we've we've already figured out the mechanics to be decent at it. So yeah, it's it is it's a solid ass game. One of you know one of yes, the, it's in my library. It's one of the uh, this more surprising games uh, when that first came out, and then we played co op, which I had only played solo before. So we played the co op version of that, and that actually works out really well because then we can kind of build off of each other like you had the heals and i had damage uh and i was focusing more on crits and i could even imagine just like having three or four people playing it would be a blast yeah i mean you get it's it's the borderlands we deserved (laughs) it it was the border souls that we deserved uh because (laughs) melee like melee is totally viable and so is ranged and it like mixes both really well yeah it it's you know, if if there was anything, that it was I, the destiny of one. It was our destiny last year. It kind of was. Um, the um, and it's not as grindy, and the grind is pretty fun, and the yeah. maps randomize, and you can re-roll shit. Like, yeah, it's just so, it's so good. Yeah, it it's it's uh, it's good. It, the only thing that I can I can say that would be a negative to it is there was some misfires on some of the DLC like the you know like the survival DLC that was one's not that great but the other one was pretty good yeah the ice uh, planet whatever the ice was. you know the ice DLC and the uh the was it the rats uh yeah. one yeah that one those two were what we wanted from you know from DLCs uh now you're talking vermintide well, no, there was the, there was uh, there was the rat people in. Oh yeah, and and uh, and yeah, and they had the multi-stage bosses, which was really cool. Right, right. There was yeah. Was it the uh, the the ice? I forget the uh, the actual name of the DLC. Doesn't matter, but but it it basically was, well, it 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 was almost Vermintide plus Remnant from the Ashes because it added a whole new enemy type. So yeah, it's it's great. It's it's a great game. If you haven't played Remnant from the Ashes, you know, pick it up. <laughs> it's it's a it's a fucking good game. All right. So on the list, yes, State of Decay. That's you. It's really good. Um, I've had a lot of fun, but I can't say that I had. It's a it's a should play. Zombies. It's a should play. I can't get anybody else to play it with me though, so it doesn't belong on this list because it didn't resonate the same way that Remnant did. Yeah. yeah. Zombies. But I would absolutely play it with anybody. Zombies. A solid game and definitely it's free on Game Pass. It's in zombies, dude. <laughs> right. <laughs> um the Division Two Warlords of New York. That's a you thing. That's a me. I had some fun and with Justin. That. We we both had fun with it. Me and my wife had a lot of fun with it before everything started happening this summer and all of her time kind of went poof. It didn't hit home. Um, the, even though it's about a pandemic, it didn't hit the same way that Last of Us 2 did. Right, because it doesn't it, – it because shows it's just still the a aftermath. Power, yeah, it's just a power – it's still a power fantasy, so you still feel – and you're yeah. – 
you know, you're fighting the bad guys and all that other stuff. And it's all a whole bunch of tropes that make me feel have fun. It is. Um, it's a it's a really good cover shooter. That's that's one of the things about it is it, it, it does cover shooting really well. Yeah, and the rolls are pretty good on the weapons. I like it better than I like Division One. Oh yeah, a lot. And the they added some mechanics to make the manhunts uh, more difficult, to make them longer, to make it feel like a challenge. Um. It, you definitely, there are parts of the manhunts you absolutely cannot solo. Um, oh, I'm sure somebody I'm, has. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but I'm just saying for the average player. Um, and yeah. I, I just really got a lot of enjoyment out of that, you know, at the beginning of this year. I can't, for, for, for DLC, I cannot not put it on the list. Um, it was an extremely good en- enhancement to the Division Two. Hey, it's uh, it's on Ubi sale right now for twenty four dollars for the full package. Look at on you. PC. Look at that. Um, I probably have it. I just because I bought the fucking like Ultimate Gold Stupid Edition of that game and on PC. Yeah, for PC, and then. Uh, and then I don't know if I want to grind through all that right now. Yeah. It would be another thing that would look pretty on my graphics card. Though. The the only the yeah. only problem I have with you know with the division is that they have probably my most hated you know section of the division, which is the fucking dark zones. But and, to be honest, you don't really have to hit them in this, and, and that's the thing. I mean, I understand that, but. And, and there is enough content outside of the dark zones that yeah, you don't I, have to worry about them. I think Some my, people are like, hey, this the dark zones are the best part of the game. And I'm like, nah, it is the fucking worst part of the game. Honestly, the only thing about Division is I really do like playing it better with somebody else than I do solo. And yeah. And also the Division, if you do have to venture into dark zones, which I did a few times just for different achievements and whatnot um your uh there are pve dark zones and then there are pvp dark zones yeah so they definitely heard some people about the griefing right and you're the entire dark zone is not all griefers because there is a pve section well there's it's it, it was a good concept I mean the the idea was that there was a risk reward and that it kind of amped up the. Uh, yes, you do get better rewards out of. The but then you just get PvP people that want to just wait for people to call in the chopper and just hunt people. All right, day. right. Yeah. That's and that's all you ended up getting is somebody that you know just wants to play a PvP game where you're looking to get PVE rewards out of the PvP zone, and you don't necessarily want to fight other people. Or people are just fucking stupid, I'd, overpowered. I would still yeah. be w- willing to play that right now. Yeah, it's, it's. Uh, I am too. I think I'm kind of ready to get back into <laughs> something like that. <laughs> He's like, I, I mean, gonna... it is on Ubi sale. I mean, I'd still play it on Xbox One though. But I just I mean, we all have I, to be in graphics. I cards. already, I know, but I already own it on that, and if I'll kind of spend money on it again, yeah. just to play it. Yeah, he's he's like, I don't want to have to start over. 
<laughs> I'm in a mood to play a lot of multiplayer. It, right it's now. not that. I mean, I'd be willing to. I'd be willing to start over. It's the. It's I don't a really have twenty. I don't have twenty six dollars to spend to buy it again. Sure. Well, let's move on. I, I think especially fit on your list for last year, Jason. It, oh yeah. yeah, definitely. So let's uh let's. let's... Um and then. Uh, last couple from last year, the Outer Worlds. Um, I bounced DLC. so many I've... times on that game. It's like the Outer Worlds has the same uh, same amount of bounces as Wasteland Two does. Uh, I guess you just don't like good RPGs, Rusty. It's I don't. I I guess I just don't understand. It's kind of quirky in a in a way, and for you know, and I know that it's a great game. I mean objectively it's a great game it's just every time i go into it it just i get maybe from the guy that will play path of exile which is like the most obtuse game that we've played i know right uh it for there's no there's no perfect builds you just have to get past that and just play it well it's not the perfect build situation it's just that after um I, i get an extra five feet every time i play it it's one of those games. Like I, I go through it and I, I pick up a gun and I continue on and I like I can't even get past the first fucking area. Uh, I'm missing so much. I know I'm missing a fuckload in that game, right? Uh, but every time I, I have a hankering to play a game, it's it's either it's not a mix like. Uh, the Outer Worlds is kind of a a, a mixed bag of different little things, right? <laughs> Uh, Fallout so you, in space. It's kind of Fallout. That's basically it. It's it, it's kind of a first person shooter, but also kind of a melee. You know, like almost kind of like a Skyrim. Melee is like um, literally the hardest way to play that game. The um the initially anyway. The uh the dialogue choices are kind of quirky. Uh, like the uh, every time I hear about Taster's choice, I just want to like scream. I don't know why. I, I can't explain exactly why I bounce off of this game. You don't but... have to, you don't have to play it. I think I bounced so I bounced off it this year because I got it it got into where I was wanting to play something on my PC and then I was playing it on my Xbox and then I got sick of load times on the Xbox and then hmm. I started that. playing something else on PC. The Last of Us no, I was playing I don't even remember what I was playing. I found something at the time that was new and then I wanted to play for end of the year and then I, I bounced again. So it's on at Game Pass, so I'll probably download it on PC again at some point. Yeah. It's I need to beat two or three things to justify adding more things to my hard drive right now. Yeah, of course. Or you could just add another hard drive. You know how I've easy already, that is. I, I just added another NVMe. I, you, you could add another one. <laughs> <laughs> the heat sink on it barely fits inside there. It, I add I did short sidebar. I bought a heat sink for the one that's on the PCI Express. Uh-huh. And it just I have a millimeter of headroom between that and my graphics card. Well, there's probably another slot you could put that in. No, that slot is a sixteen slot. I found that out. Uh I'd have to buy another adapter. Uh you realize that that's only gonna use four lanes no matter if it's in the sixteen slot or not, right? I still have when I tell you it has to be, it would have to be another adapter. I promise you, it would have to be another adapter. Okay. I've already checked how the thing lays out. It does not fit in the other slots. Okay. All right. I'm. I'm. I understand. 
Yeah, it was just get yourself another adapter that has like four M.2 slots on it next time and you'll be fine. But yeah, I added another hard I added another terabyte to my rig. Yeah. And then I was going to buy this guy. I was going to buy more RAM. Well, I'll explain this later, but I was going to buy some more RAM and then I decided that RAM was cheap enough and I added another 16 gigs of the exact same kind I have in there. And so now I've got 32 gigs of RAM in there. That's oh, way overkill, but whatever. I have 32 as well. <laughs> but moving on. Um, moving do, on. Can't put it on the list. I couldn't get into it this year. Yeah, okay. 2020. <clears throat> and Vermintide 2. Uh, me um, and Rusty did not bounce off that. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, we got all the DLC on sale. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had already put about 30 hours into the game, and then Rusty jumped in, and then we spent another 25 what? to 30 hours together playing that. Dude. That game is so much better playing with at least one other person. Um, um, it is very easy to co-op. You do not have to have a group of four. We have we have done everything that we've wanted to with the two bots, and they do fine. And they actually just updated the AI again because they're getting ready to release yet another DLC for it. Yeah. Sweet. So Vermintide 2 is a living game, which is why I still believe it belongs on this list. So they continue to release updates and content for that game. And there's a lot of content. When we talk about the things that like, so Destiny's not a bad game. It's just, it's like the most popular co-op game right now, right? Yeah. More or less. Yeah. And, but the content is lacking in Destiny. Like it actually got to a point before this last push or this last DLC that I think it would have liked it okay because there was a lot of content to play through and now that's been drastically reduced. And then you look at Vermintide and we look at Strike count on Destiny, right, when you're not doing just grindy world event stuff yeah. versus what you can do in Vermintide. And there's like, what, like 30 missions in Vermintide? Yeah, but, the, I mean, sure, each one of those missions doesn't change. You're looking at it as a, as a strike versus a strike, and it's it's kind of a weird comparison, but I, I understand where you're coming from. The thing is, is the thing you're going to do with people co-op is not necessarily go item hunt for the story. Every time you go into a uh into one of the Vermintide maps, you don't know when the horde's going to come, where it's going to come, where you're going to be in the map when it where comes. Where the items are, where if that the only static going to have a fucking boss in it or not. The only static things are where the tomes and stuff are more or less. And yeah, and and so you don't and know whether or not the healing items are going to be available to you or not. Every update, they seem to change the locations of where tomes are, though, so... Or the ways to get to them. So, you know, like, they'll put a wall where, you're, you know, if somebody was cheesing it, like, getting it through the floor or something something like that, because some, some places you can, um, they'll put another, another wall or something there to prevent you from cheesing it, so you have to actually do the jumping puzzle. Yeah, um, but, like, as far as a melee, it's like... Right, so we play like Diablo as a hack and slash, right? And then this is first person hack and slash, and it feels very gratifying. It is when you have one sword, one sword swing that wipes out like eight rats in front of you. It's so satisfying. I don't know why exactly, but it is super satisfying. It is a stress relief inducer, dude. Yeah, you can go and the maps. The maps are kind of long, right? It takes you about thirty or forty minutes. Depends. Yeah, sometimes twenty. Yeah, but. Running through those levels, like, it takes a little bit of time, right? Like, if you got a couple hours, you can run through about two or three maps, maybe four. I don't know. But during that session, you're going to be having a lot of fun, and you're going to be progressing your character, and 
getting loot, right, with random rolls that you can add to your character and customize them. All the ones, just so you know, because I've been reading up on this, all of those are going to have like a fourth class. That's what they're working on before they're done with this. Oh, really? Everybody's wow. going to have four classes. Okay, so so there's going to be – I mean, the fourth class is only available for – Two of them. The dwarf and – so it's the – Grail Knight and the – Grail Knight and the Outcast Engineer is the fourth class for those two characters. So the elf's getting a fourth class and the uh, – the Pyromancer. The... Oh, and, and the uh... – What's the dude that I've been using with the, the rapier? And uh, the fucking Inquisitor? The Inquisitor's going to get a fourth class. So they Good. got three more fourth classes to work on before they're... And they didn't say they're thrown in the towel. That's just... That's what was in the notes when I was reading it. Right. See, they're continuing to build this game, and they've got the promise of... Dark Tide. Dark Tide, which is the 40K version Fat of that Shark, game. Fat Shark's been kicking ass. Yeah. And it's a well-optimized game. It's not using... Um, you know, RTX or DLSS or any of that stuff right now. Well, we'll but see. But it's a really good looking game, even without those elements. We'll see what Dark and Tide it, actually can do. And, you know, depending on your rig, there is a 60 FPS version of that game that runs on most rigs, right? It's, you got a 1060, we're going to play it in 1080p mode. You're going to crank down a couple things, but you're going to get it 60 FPS. So you're going to do this on a, you know, like a 1070. We're going to put it at 1440. It'll run at 60 FPS. You want to run on a 30 series card or a 20 series card where you can go all the way to 4K. Oh, yeah. And just those couple of tweaks, you can do it on the 2080 with no tweaks. You can do it on a 30 series card and it's going to run at 60 FPS. I mean, it's it looks good. I mean, it, it is a good looking game, especially with the amount of fucking enemies that you can get on screen oh, at yeah, any one time. Wave. <laughs> it's just like it's like literal wave. It's like liquid. Yeah. These things just come over a fucking and I wall. I love all of them just like crawling out yeah. at you and you're just like, holy shit. Yeah. It's, it's. Every it's, time you hear the drums, it's just like time to. It's, it's time to fucking plant your ass and find yourself a wall. That there's doesn't plenty have... of Minds of Moria moments in that. Yes. Fucking like find a choke point and fucking have somebody that's, uh, that's up front that has wide arc swings, dude. <laughs> you can feel like you're part of the Tolkien universe, even though it's Warhammer. Yep, and I was like, so okay. And with the Outcast Engineer, I'll have you know, I'll have my fucking minigun cranked up, and I'll be like, all right, step to the left, and it's time to mow fuckers down. <laughs> it's amazing that game. Is <sighs> I'm at sixteen. Oh, it's that's my twenty fifth. <laughs> and the banter back and forth is pretty good too. There's a lot of like dad jokiness that yep. goes on with short jokes and. The, go I mean, the characters that, do have interaction too. I mean, I'm, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, it's it's just like playing the best part of the two towers. It really is. It makes you now. They don't quite have that enemy count on screen. It's not like they are billions, but there isn't a lot out there that can produce that. I mean, the way that it does. Yeah, I mean, maybe like like World War Z was close. Yeah, you, like Dead Rising 3 had these kinds of numbers, right? But, like, it's right. just – it's impressive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's it's def it was, it was a surprise to me because I, I was like, ah, nah, it's it's just – it's just – it's it's not worth it. And you kept going on about it. You, this is not the first time you've played it. And you're like, dude, you got to really give this a try. It's on fucking sale. Just do it. I bought it on, you know, bought the base game on sale because you said just buy the base game and load it to mine because if he has the DLCs, I could play the DLCs while 
you know, while in his lobby. And right. he's like, just just do that. It's super low barrier to entry at that point. And just play the game and see if you like it. And the next day, I bought all the DLCs for myself. So. Yeah, after you figured out that I wasn't lying to you. No, right. It was like, just sometimes it's just get over that initial wall. Um, get over the wall, dude. But, you know, get into it and watch watch Fat Shark for their shit because, you know, Dark Tide looks... If they can capture everything feel, from Vermintide feel, and then add the 40K fucking, like, dark metal shit that you can get from uh, from the 40K universe, I, I'm all in. I can't tell you... I want to give credit where it's due. It's a long-term TVGP community member that is the one that recommended it to me. Yeah. And I can't remember for the life... Lupinicus, I think. No? Maybe? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say that, but it might be wrong. Anyways, <laughs> there is a long-term member of the TVGP crew that recommended that to me and got me through my first couple of paces that really sold me on the idea. And it only took, like, maybe a couple maps for Oh, yeah. For I was, just, for I was playing it on Game it. Pass. And I was like, oh, this is really good. Yeah. It's really good. It's really, <laughs> really good. Yeah, he got it's, sick of me asking for me to play rats. It's like, yeah. See, and that was the thing. It was, um, you know, it was the same thing with me. It's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with this game. And you're just like... Don't worry about it. Let's just go do the first mission and see what yeah, see how you like it. And I was like, oh, oh, well, this is fucking great. I mean, it's kind of the same story with me and Dwarves. I was like. Yep. Yeah, I, we gotta get I, we gotta get Jason in on Vermintide at some point. I, Next time I'm, it goes on sale. We'll, I, yeah. I'm done hearing about hearing about fucking dwarves. My just going to install knees. it. Dude. So, and then I was like, oh shit. This is fun. Yeah. It's an original concept, and that's – all of these are – well, they're not 100% original, but they're great concepts that meld together well that end up being fun. Right. I I think we were all just kind of looking for something that threw hordes of shit at us and has, like, a ramping difficulty. And I think that works well in both – In both, you know, of, those both of those games. Those titles, uh, Deep Rock Galactic and Vermintide kind of have that same feel where shit just kind of, like – ramps up and throws like the whole fucking like world at you at one point so yeah let's uh so at this point i think it's a good time for us to take a break okay so we can kind of digest things and separate it out and okay we'll be right back back we are it's decision time is what it is yes yes it is it is time and we're gonna be a little bit more organic than we have in years past we use some math to help with getting this started the excel god over there is fucking around man that he's like we we are gonna we are gonna do some discussion to iron out the list and I think we start with our personals, <laughs> and I'll kick this off because I probably have the shortest list. So are we going to pick three for personals? Top three? Yeah. Top three? Top yeah. three. That makes it really... It, it makes it... Makes super, it... You really yeah. got to think about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I have... That too. I know what um, And this is going to be a little bit different than what I said I scored, ga- scored games as, um, simply for total experience. 
I'm gonna throw a um, I'm gonna throw a wild card in there. Pick a top game you replayed with cool. that. All right. So my my top. I'll start with my top game I replayed. Um, just to just for simplicity's sake, um, that obviously fell to uh, to the division. Um, I got into that really super hard at the beginning of the year before summer hit and all the family life really blew up. Yep. Otherwise, I probably would have played that game straight through the summer. Um, I I just can't say enough good things about what Warlords of New York did for that game. Um, my number three um, is going to be Deep Rock Galactic. Okay. Just based on the couple of weeks, I mean, that... I mean, that's fair because he hasn't put the time and effort we've put into it at this point. I mean, yeah, we sold him on it and he got hooked. I'm considering I am hooked hard. Considering he's only had one good play session with us, that's saying something. (laughs) Um, We're talking about Planet tomorrow night, (laughs) right? And the only reason that's not Last of Us Two is just because of Headspace last year and just yeah, um. Because, I mean, when it comes to graphics and story, of course, Last of Us 2 will beat pretty much most games. But That's not always, that's not the whole um, of the game. But that's not the whole of the game, so. Um, if this were, if it were 2019, Last of Us 2 would have been in there. Just saying. Pre-stand uh, um, home all the time. Pre, pre, Pre-COVID, it would have been in there. Um, my number two. Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of... Damn, this word's hard to pronounce. <laughs> well, my, just forget there's a T. So I do have a little bit of a speech impediment, and my tongue just cannot wrap around that for some reason. It's because you want to say the T. Um, you're reading it in your head. It, it does. Tsushima. Um, that, that, that game's just so good. I think Justin and I have glowed about that game enough. It's just so good. It's the best game so I've got good. on my shelf. <laughs> um, I'm and now I'm trolling these guys because I could be playing it. But wait, no, I did that out of order. I'm sorry. Number two is Cyberpunk. Damn. Because of <laughs> no, because of because of some Damn. some of the technical glitches and like Damn. and like Rusty said, I would out of a game that's taken so long to come out, I would have expected a little bit more replay replayability as far as divergence of the different character types. Yeah, yeah. Um, make it feel unique so, at least. So that that's. That's why it's a two. Number one is Ghost. Okay. Sorry. I well, did that. That's really... I mixed that up out of my head. Ghost is good. Um, but Ghost is just way too solid to not to not edge over Cyberpunk just a little. Because it's that game's pretty much perfect. There's gonna be people release. out there that's gonna be like, you fucking like you you what you what you and put the, cyberpunk in the and the or? and the difficulty uh and the difficulty of that game scales 
beautifully. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess I don't so, know. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know because it's on the it's on the shelf. It's literally <laughs> sitting right next to the PS4, going "Play me." <laughs> so, I uh, but yeah. So who yeah. wants to go next? I don't. I don't want to go next. I don't want to go last either. But no, go next. All right. Uh, oh shit! So my top three best um, game you replayed. Start oh, with that one. That the, one's easier. Uh, best game I replayed. Uh, so, uh, so there's a lot of old games that, you know, that I had played the first time this last year, but the, the one that I replayed that I liked the most is Remnant, Remnant from the Ashes. For sure. It's like, it, uh, it is definitely a solid game. It's way better in co-op, uh, and the, uh, the latest DLC was really good. You know, I, I will give up that. Even though it kind of stum- uh, stumbled on some of the other DLCs, still a solid game, you know, all around. Uh, that that's that said, there's there's so so many games. So it's really many. hard to make a choice. I'm still battling it right now. I mean, so so many games. So I'm, I of course didn't have the same games played as the other ones. And uh, yeah, I'll tell you. Um, <clears throat> I'm 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 going to go. Based, What's your number three? Based off of uh, based off of things, I'm going to go ahead and say Hades is my number three. Uh, and there's a lot of people that are probably going to be like, it's one of the best games ever. I, it's on my top three. Give it, you know, that's that that right there says a lot. And these are basically games I would consider almost equal in my mind, considering. Uh, as far as like gameplay is concerned, it's not that Hades is less than the next two. It's just that these are on the same level, basically, in my mind. Right. Um, and it's really hard to pick games when you feel like they're on the same level within their different genres. Right. You know, and and that's kind of that's that's kind of where I'm at right there. Is uh, is is Hades is a fantastic game. If you if you like roguelites, it's uh, roguelikes. It's bit and, and action games. Really, it's very flashy. The you know, and it's just the way that it's it progresses. It's an bastion. Well, the way that it uh, progresses and the how the story unfolds over how many deaths you have, um, and you will die. Uh, it's just. It's just a well-built game. Like it's yeah. it's been on other people's top lists, but I'm putting it there because I had fuckloads of fun with it. Um, so the next game on my list, I struggle to say this is two, but the next game on my list uh, is going to be Cyberpunk um, because for a lot of the same reasons. Um, the game wasn't bad at all. No, it's actually really an excellent game. It's just, it's, it is a very, uh, it's, there's a lot of eye candy in it because I mean, you can turn the graphic settings to stupid. It does look good. It has its flaws. It will get fixed. I have, I have all the faith that it's going to get fixed to a point where I'm going to be able to play it later on this year and it's going to have a completely it, different feel to it. If it has one distinct flaw, it's that it is not CD Projects' strongest story. It's not 
It's not the well. No, there's some really good points. But in there, there are good points. There are some really good points in in the story there where you're actually just, you know, experiencing some of the uh, some of the story bits, and your mind glosses over them. And one of the things about that is, I mean, there's like there like I, I in my initial review of the game, there was a point where I said something that. Made the, you know, made the other character just, like, their face changed to the point where, like, I can't believe you said that in front of this lady. And you, I've, I think you all know yeah. what I'm talking about. But I was incredibly crass to this lady. And the the dude was like, what the fuck did you just say? Uh, and started apologizing for me for being, like, a dummy. Um, <laughs> that... That was captured and that stuck in my mind. There was other points in the story that were, you know, that had heavy moments to them. Uh, so the, the story was done well, but it was in short bits, like yeah. very small bits. And it didn't flow yeah. quite well, but it's not it, – it wasn't the story that I was really going for. I mean, it was like – you can go into a lot of buildings where you couldn't in other games. You There is a lot of shit that I have not seen in that game because exploring that city is it, – it's a really dense city. Oh, yeah. Extremely dense. And the amount of work that they put into making it dense, I can appreciate. Absolutely. So it, it may not have – it may have gotten shit on – uh, over the last, you know, last month or so because of its uh, performance issues. But you get past the performance issues and some of the, you know, the weird bugs like the police just forgetting you exist after 30 seconds. Um, you get past that. It is it's still a fun game. It's yeah. it's still one of the best games that came out that you know last year. And it's just going to get more polished as uh, as they. Uh, throw some more fixes at it, and it will need fixes. Um, my top game, and I will say this being like the top game that came out last year for me, is Deep Rock. Deep Rock Galactic is 100% like above all the others. That is my top game. Um, I initially didn't think it was going to be that, you know, that good because I picked it up and I played a couple single player missions. I mean, you played the, you know, yeah. the, uh, tutorial, the tutorial mission uh, yeah. essentially. And you're like, okay, well, this is kind of all right. And like, okay, the little bot's kind of cool, but it's kind of weak. But as soon as you ended up playing with us, completely different feel, wasn't it? Yep. Completely yeah. different game. When you're playing with, like Rusty said earlier, in reference to another game, at least one other person. Right. And and that's totally playable with one other person and uh and it's enjoyable. Like you get four people in there. There was one play session where we had four dwarves on you know uh playing and that was a blast. Like yeah. that is a lot of fun. Uh that it seems like a fairly simple premise on its, you know, on you know, if you just look at it from a high level. But actually playing it, uh, the you know, the customization for how you can uh, how you can go about each task, 
the randomization of the levels, the wave-based combat, the fact that shit you know, can happen randomly. They're actively updating the game uh, and adding new features, uh, including new biomes. Just you know, just recently, um, the uh, you know, it's it's just. I mean, we're not even playing it on the hardest setting. And that is saying something considering where we were playing it on can get kind of stupid sometimes. Yeah. Um, that has essentially, you know, infinite replayability for me. And that is saying something. Um, I will always stop what I'm doing if somebody says, do you want a dwarf? And I'd be like, fuck yeah. Easy. So it doesn't matter how good the single player game I'm playing right now is. If you want a dwarf, I'm down a dwarf, dude. <laughs> that's, that's, that's me. <laughs> that is my, that's my picks. Fair enough. Um, if you're going to talk about an old game, but it's not a replay. Um, that's not fair because I didn't, I, 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 I would have. I would have picked a different game. <laughs> oh. So I can't pick Death Stranding? Uh, you know... Uh, Technically, uh, we were going for replays here. Son of a bitch. Yeah, he said Best replay. Best game you replayed. Because, like I said, I was, I was like, well, there's a lot of games that I hadn't we'll, played that... We'll get to our games we did get... Games we finally got around to. There we go. Uh, then it would be uh, Remnant. See? Remnant's really good. <laughs> For all the reasons that Rusty said, it's good, but the thing is it's just a good balance of gunplay with melee. The builds, there's a lot of different builds. There's a lot of different customization you can have uh, between play sessions. The randomization of the levels, the re-roll of the levels to get different items from the bosses, the different ways you kill the bosses to get different items. The souls-like nature yeah. of it. Yeah, but it's tuned in a way for co-op that is not honestly it is it's almost too easy in co-op. I but there are points that are pretty hard. We've ran into some points in the new game plus that were pretty fucking hard. Yes, and some of the newer bosses are like stupid like we the... but we still pushed through until we got it. Yeah. Um but we sunk together. Um remember I fell off after 7 hours. Me and Rusty spent a weekend and spent 30 hours in that game. Yep. So that's saying something. For number three, I'm going to put Cyberpunk. Um, it's on all three of our lists. Look at that shit. But it's number three for consideration of release, and it's not for the game. Well, there's some things about the game that leave it at three if I'm going to be super nitpicky, because if it's going to be this high, i got to be nitpicky. Um Okay. I think they shouldn't have released it on PlayStation 4 and Xbox. I think that really ruined a lot of things for the reputation because it wasn't ready. I'm really irritated at the internet hate that pushed them to release this when they did. Right. This um, is this I'm is... really I'm really upset at the hype train. Um yep. And I think that there could have been at least for The Witcher like there's a little bit of the world's so open that that feels like you could replay it at any time and get a different experience because you spent so much time in it the first time that you come to it a year later like it feels going to feel pretty fresh. I don't know how fresh this will feel with different builds um, but I'm still going to try it later um, once they do whatever releases they're going to do this summer or this fall. Um, 
But I did genuinely enjoy the stories in the game better than I liked some of the stories in The Witcher. Specifically, the serial killer mission was really well done. I really liked the going to the with the cop that had essentially you didn't find out till later that he was basically kicked off the force. Right. And then he's trying to find his nephew. Right. And I really liked that story a lot. The initial heist is really good, but I like the serial killer mission better. And then towards the end, kind of trying to figure out which ending way you wanted to go, I thought was really interesting. Um, I played a, a way different way than these guys did. I played a shotgun, a melee weapon build, essentially. So I wasn't hacking nearly as much. Most of what I was doing was running in and blasting my way through things and then using the melee to take out all the cyber psychos. Um, I drove pretty much everywhere. Um, I didn't quite get Johnny Silver handed out. Um, I genuinely liked Keanu in this game a lot. Um, I can yes. Did I have a lot of a lot, another reason it's number three is it did even on next essentially next gen hardware had difficulty with getting it to run at 4K 60, and meant that I had to ray trace ultra on 1440. Um, maybe that gets ironed out. Maybe it doesn't. But it's solid number three. I genuinely like the game. Um, and had I not heard all the stuff about, you know, I mean, it, I thought it was our due diligence to see what was going on. If, but right to a better release reception for at least saying this at least plays at its playable resolution on last gen consoles would have been nice. Yeah. Um, cause that killed it for it. it um, and really hurt the reputation for CD project red. The, the way that I looked at, you know, at how it, Kind of ranks in my system is is because I didn't have any uh, any exposure to the PS4 uh, or Xbox uh, One uh, performance issues. They were a non-issue in my brain. But it it crashed fifty times on my PC. That did have that did have. If you had an if you had an AMD CPU, it ran one core. Yeah, it it. I had to do a lot of tinkering to get it to run right. And I know that that's mostly ironed out at this point, but that was kind of tarnishing it. But to go to number two, I know I ranked it actually higher, but I feel number two for me is going to be Wasteland 3 because of the other game I have at number one. And Wasteland 3 is the, I said it last week, it's better than Fallout one and two, which are, and it's better than Fallout New Vegas. Um, Fargo really outdid himself on the writing of the game, really did out, outdid himself on the quest system of the game, really outdid himself on the character progression on the game and the customization and the ability to tie your personal characters into that story without it feeling weird or you as just adventurer. Um, <laughs> so... It's a bigger story. There's more to do. There's more quests to explore. There's more factions. And then you literally can play it any way that's going to happen. Um, and a lot of the classes that you create all play off them each other in a really weird and quirky way. And I am, again, playing it on Ranger difficulty now that I've gotten through it because they did. It's number two because they handicapped normal difficulty to casual gamer for me. So I want to play it with a little bit more challenge this time, which is why I'm doing Ranger. I'm just going to do normal and try to get through it the first time. <laughs> um, equal in my mind to Divinity 2. 
Okay. All right. Oh, it's way more straightforward on. I mean, your... it's way more straightforward. Um, and it plays with the controller way better. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, Divinity Two basically says, "Hey, would you like to make bread here?" Here's some flour. Here's some eggs. Here's some water. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's not quite that granular, <laughs> but there is really cool songs at the end based on what you did in the story uh, that they wrote. <laughs> right. That go along with your decisions in the game. Well, there you go. Um, super innovative. So what's your number one? Well, that's easily Deep Rock. Boom! Easy. Um, I looked at my playtime. I'm at over 160 hours in that game in one year. That yeah, that's saying something. I have seven hundred and twenty hours in seven days over, s- almost going on eight years. <laughs> right, about a yeah. hundred hours a year. It's surprising how long that game has been in early access. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that being said, um, Deep Rock for is fun every single time I play it. I'd never have a bad time, even when we wipe. I have a spectacular time with it. Um, I have gotten every class of dwarf to prestige or whatever you want to call it level 25 so you get all the abilities once um <laughs> at once. least once yeah every single class and you can put two of the same class in the same co-op it works just as good with two as it does with three as it does with four yeah we got altered your tactics a little bit and they just added content again yeah um we did two scout uh, this is the best, like fourteen ninety nine. I think I've spent in a ridiculous amount of time. Was it a uh, was it fifteen bucks really? Um, on sale, yeah. I got it on sale right before one So did I. I mean, I got I got it on sale. At, it was after release, but I think it was about fifteen bucks that I spent on it. You got it later in the year. It came out in May. Okay, yeah, I did get it later in the year, but it was on sale, and you're like, hey, it's on sale. You should probably try this. I'm like, okay, I bought it on a sale for Jason for like twenty bucks. Yeah. That's like, it's surprisingly good. It's just, it is such a, it gives me a lot of the gratification I got from Left 4 Dead, but it's just so much more dynamic um, mm-hmm. than Left 4 Dead, even though it has very similar classes, just like Vermintitis, very similar it classes. It just doesn't have zombies. I'm fine with it. <laughs> so I don't give a damn about that. Give me bugs. If I could get you guys in World War Z, I'd probably give that a try too, but there's no way it's going to beat Deep Rock. No. Um, no, I can tell you. So right. for tops lists that we've got so far in our top threes, are there the we've got two crossovers at least, right? I mean, uh, yes, yeah. we do. Yes. So at the very least, in our top ten, we have to have Deep Rock and Cyberpunk, right? Uh, I mean, yep. at the very least, yes. That yep. leaves the rest of these games. <laughs> that leaves the rest of the lists. So so let's just go with let's just start discussion with uh with what our physical rankings we gave to games last week gave us and then we'll go from there. And it I'm just going to list the list. I'm not gonna say what we rank them. Okay. Okay. So we definitely had Deep Rock and Cyberpunk, of course. Mm-hmm. So it makes top ten. Right. So they make they make top ten, top five, whatever we're doing this year. Um, and then of course we had Hades. Mm-hmm. Of course we had Ghost in there. Mm-hmm. We also had Hades. You said, or that. I'm sorry, we also had Control, Void Bastards. Uh, uh Ori, Ori, Last mm-hmm. of Us Two, Path of Exile, 
and BL3. Uh, Borderlands 3, for, yeah. for those people who are not down with the... Uh, how is Borderlands three even on this list? I don't that, even know. That that's the yeah. thing. I I don't think I I would. I I vote to oust. I'm going to start with stuff that shouldn't be on here. Well, uh, I I vote to oust as well. We'll we'll vote to oust, and that should replace it with. It's going to dub. Don't worry about your math. Let's go with. Da, da, da. Just giving a quick look over our rankings. Next would be a game. Uh, we'd have to add a game that only one of us played. That's that fun. doesn't matter. It doesn't, like it doesn't doesn't matter if it was a good oh, wait, game. No, that would add Risk of Rain. Risk of Rain two. Hmm. I can't live with this list without Wasteland being somewhere in there. Uh, I would have to agree if I had to, if I had to oust at least the, if that's the last on the list, yeah. I'm going to oust until Wasteland gets on there. Uh, mainly uh, the only reason why I, mean, I hadn't actually you and I just haven't gotten into it. Right. The only reason why it's not on my personal list is because I haven't like broken through the wall of character creation. <laughs> um, that is that's really it. I played the first maybe just create you and Jason to decide what classes you're going to have. Yeah, it's it's yeah. just well, I, I think what it is is when I started, you if you start with anybody that has a sniper rifle, you don't get sniper rifle ammo right away, so you're basically just running around with a pistol anyway uh, for the longest time. <coughs> Um, you just buy ammo at literally the first station. But the thing is, is you have to get to that first station and you have like five shots of sniper ammo and that's, you know, you blow your load and that's it. Um, <laughs> um, if I started off with an Quick assault rifle or an SMG there. or something like that, then it would have been an easier playtime for me. I've learned these things from, you know, from playing the initial mission, you know, like the intro, like three times. Well, um, <laughs> e easy done. Wasteland 3 is in the list. There you go. Okay. Yeah. I mean. So yeah. there's our I'm, 10. Uh, I mean. Okay. So that is. So Deep Rock, Cyberpunk, Wasteland 3, Hades, Control, Void Bastards, Ghost, Ori, Last of Us 2, Path of Exile. It's not a bad game. <laughs> Do we want to leave Control on there? Uh, So. Is there anything we can replace Control with? Well, I mean, do we want to replace control? I mean, it is it is still a fairly good game. It's just, I mean, can we I, replace it with Death I, Stranding? I played it as a ray tracing demo, though. That's kind of the way I played it. I mean, it was kind of SCP, but it was also kind of a ray tracing demo for me. I mean, it's a really good game that I want to play. Can we replace it with Death Stranding since we have both played that, and that's also equally as good? You know what? Um, you know I'm what you okay bring up. You bring up a great point. Uh, if I had to look at Control or Death Stranding and say which one, uh, which one implemented, uh, you know, a a a better look and feel to it, I, I would play Death Stranding again. I don't think I'd play Control again. <laughs> I could play Death Stranding almost endlessly. Well, I mean, I won't say endlessly, but I. I did <clears throat> I'm I just did like have a funny weird feeling every time I loaded up Death Stranding uh, and 
I, I sat there because after you do the uh, the roads, you you log in and you see like fifty thousand likes because people ran over your roads, and I'm like, that's a good feeling. Like if I was to log into my game right now, I'd probably have like a million likes, you know. And likes are basically useless currency in that game, uh, but it makes you feel good. Okay, so <laughs> I'll bring up another one, and I only bring it up because. I haven't looked at it at all. Are you both comfortable with Void Bastards being in the list? I really like Void Bastards. You guys don't like it. You, as much as you me. like it. I enjoyed it. It's just not as much as you did. I haven't played it yet. I mean, I have it in my library, but I haven't played it. So I actually think. I'm not getting in on this. I, going back on my original rating. Wow. Um, I would might rank Children of Morta higher. Could we replace it with Children of Morta, or is that Absolutely. too much? Absolutely. See, if 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 I had to, you know, and I'm going to compare the two. If you come up with something like that, I'm going to say, okay, which one of those would I play again? And I would play Children of Morta over, uh, uh, over Void Bastards for sure. Easy. Um, I think it's. <sighs> It's a very original concept. It is. It's an original concept. I like the way that they implemented how the story was told uh, in that game. And uh, the I'm not done with Children of Morta, even if, I mean, I got to the last boss, and boy, that fucking boss is hard. I stomped uh, his ass. Uh, well, that, mm, I ended up getting, it's kind of like a gauntlet at the end. Where you have fuckloads of enemies and then you have a short period of time to hit him. There's some good builds for the shield guy that can help you get through that. And you have to realize you don't have to kill everything. And my guy just was an immovable wall. I think it took me three attempts and I stomped it. Okay. Well, I had never actually, I never got good with the uh, with the father figure. Yeah, the, with the dad. Yeah, with the dad, uh, with the shield. So I was always playing a ranged character and that's probably what fucking got me stomped. Uh, but yeah, Children of Mortar for sure. Okay. All right. So now we're going to get down to the nitty gritty part of the discussion. Okay. So we're going to figure out how to move. That is how we're going to move this shit around. How how are these, uh, how now, are these ranked, huh? Okay. I am going to leave most of this discussion to both both of you as far as the bottom five. Simply because... Well, I've only got one game that's really got skin in that game, I think. Um, what, Last of Us 2? No, Ghost. Uh, yeah. So let's let's talk. Let's go ahead, just randomly thinking about it. Let's uh, let's go ahead and start with or with what you would feel is the top bottom number five? ten. Bottom five. What would you feel like is number ten? I would leave Path of Exile where it's at. Uh, <clears throat> that's me. Yeah, see, Path of Exile. It. I mean, I put a stupid amount of hours into that game. It's deep, but it takes another level of person to actually get into the end game for it. I would. I would keep it at, at ten. It's the amount of shit that they do in that game. Considering this game's been out for a while. They continually add new stuff to it, and that's more than I can say for Blizzard and fucking you know Diablo. That's for damn sure. Yeah, Diablo's been pretty stagnant <clears throat> for a while. So, 
I mean, if if you wanted to play an ARPG, Path of Exile right. is the one to play. Is the one to play. All right. What do we feel is number nine? Um, I would leave Last of Us Two where it's at. I'm I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you do that. That's that's I, fine with me. <laughs> Just I mean, because of where it hit me. It, it hit me not at it all. It didn't hit you at all because you. Yeah. It's up to you, Jason. Do you think it should be higher than Ori and Ghost and Children? I'll fight you. <laughs> I would take it over Ori. I I personally I would take it over Ori. I'll fight you. I mean, I, Ori's just basically I mean, a children's game, so you know what, it's not. <laughs> I will I will beat you. That's I will go over this table. Don't fuck on. with me. Being a person who who played both of these games. Okay. Um <clears throat> He, here's where I will say Last of Us 2, for me, edges out Ori as far as a argument of 9 versus 8. And that is, Ori did some new things, but not new enough. What do you now, mean? What do you mean? Like, for me to give it an edge over as polished of a game as Last of Us I mean, 2 Last really of Us is. took a super big chance La- with splitting the story in two. Yeah. And Last of Us 2 is just as extremely polished as Ori is. Now, then again, I can also make an argument for keeping it at nine because I don't like the fact that they kind of took the turn to kind of demonize her a little bit. Demonize Ellie. I, so I want to like I, Ellie more than I do at the end of that game. Yeah. So I feel okay either way. I am not going to fight you on this. Uh, I put a lot more time in I, Last of Us. I anyway. know I I know I made it sound like I was going to fight you, but I, I wanna, I'm not I, really I, going I to I want to go back you. to my top three right now. Because... <laughs> Because uh, I feel like we, I completely we can missed leave, out. We can leave Last of Us to it at uh, nine. Uh, if if I had to drop something, I would be. Uh, I'd, I'd put Ori back in there. Uh, no, I uh, like fucking serious. I uh, mean, Ori is fun. Ori is a fun game. Mm. Um, it's one of the best Metroidvanias ever made. But I wouldn't go that far. Uh, I will. Not enough variety in how the weapons work, and not enough variety in how. They look not enough customization. It it's a simple game. It's not simple to play. It's not simple to play, but what I mean by simple game is it uh, it laser, for, laser shapes. Let let me put it this way: it's you have beautiful. That's a lot of beautiful have, white shapes. You have in there. more true. weapons upgrades and options to solve the puzzles in Metroid 2 or Super Metroid than you do in Ori and the Well of the Wisps. I like Metroid, but Metroid's not on the list this year, so... Um, um, when when but Metroid when Prime I'm, 4 comes out, that's going to be a but completely different when story. I'm, when I am playing... Again. When right. I am playing a game like Ori, though, that is always the scale to which I measure it. Now, or of course, Ori... Look, you know, is certainly a looks upgrade. I think it's a really pretty game, but uh, like for me, 
I guess I, I also like grittier stuff, too, so like it'd be more of an Axiom Verge is what I would play over an Ori. Well, uh, I, I hold Ori and Hollow Knight. I know, I just moved my hand and you're looking at me. Um, I look at uh, uh, Ori and Hollow Knight as about, you know, the same kind of thing. Like, if Ori had Hollow Knight's tightness, well, I mean... Not saying that Ori's not like tight. Yeah, it's you know it is one of those. Uh, it's there is some play in there. There is some forgiveness. I know what you're talking. You know, but it's you know? Uh, it's Hollow Knight was really good because it had uh, it had all of the uh, you know the the Metroidvania that I that I like, but it was just dark. Like it was super yeah. dark. Like there was you know there wasn't a whole lot of color palette to that game. Uh, Ori is basically all of the color palette. Um, I will. Here's something I'll give you. So I would not want to almost kill myself at the end of Ori like I would with uh, Last of Us 2. So in the depression factor, it certainly succeeds with giving you a much better world, even though there are dark parts to it, than there is with Last of Us 2, which is literally way too close to home when it comes to its presentation of world. If if and you humans had to, and it, not believing in anybody and everybody sucking essentially. So, if you if you're gonna take the uh, the feel good uh, feel good route on this, Ori makes you feel way better at the end of that game than Last of Us Two ever would. <laughs> All right, let's just leave yeah. it. Yeah, I okay. think Ghost has to bump up. Ghosts. Uh, I will fight anyone who says it doesn't <laughs> deserve like, the top you. five. I'm going to fight you. Move it up. I'd pick Ghosts over Hades, actually. Um, That's up to you. I, um, yeah. It definitely um, needs to go up. What I, I would It do, doesn't deserve seven. What I would do is... What I deserves would, seven? Death Stranding, probably. Children uh, of... I think children should be there. Actually, Children of Morta. Yeah, you're probably right. See, Children of Morta is, I mean, we were talking about it. It's its a its a great game. Um, it's not quite. It's not quite, yeah. It's not as good as Ghost. It's not as good as Death Stranding. It, right. It's not to the level of the next set, six games we're going to talk about. Right. So it would. I would say Children right. of Morta for sure. Would we say Hades is to the same level as the other five it's up against? I don't think it's as good as Death Stranding. Uh... I know a lot of people on the internet will disagree with me, but I think Death Stranding is a superior game. I mean, yeah. It's probably Kojima's, I would say it's his second best game. It is very unique. It's and his it's, opus, would you say? No, nah, I don't think it's, it's that. I think, it's he's still got, I think he's still got a couple good games uh, floating around still in there. Um, I mean, it's just we won't, those next two games will take the next 10 years. That's fine. Uh, take he, whatever he time will he needs. die by the time they're published. That's fine, as long as his ghost continues. Um, <laughs> the, I mean, that's the way that it. Uh, I mean, yeah. Uh, if you wanted to uh, to, he'll see, probably be the first AI brain leading the design. Well, if you wanted to see, if you give him the option, option, he would do it. Yeah, They're, they uh, are <laughs> apples and oranges. I. You it know, is. I like the soundtrack of Hades. I like the presentation, the art style, and what it does. I don't get the same kind of vibe. Well, absolutely not the same kind of vibe, but the enjoyment factor. For me, a lot of times I like to play games to chill. I know that's not always the case, but I can't chill with Hades. 
Hades always leaves my fingers sore. Um, Death Stranding rarely ever does that. Okay. All right. So there's we'll, way more Zen with Death Stranding than there we'll, is with Hades. Well, well pop, yeah, there's 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 that. So there we go. We'll pop in Hades at number six. Eesh. All right. Well, now here's the long time. part of the discussion. Oh boy. Top five. I think it's going to be short, honestly. Honestly, I I, I think I think Death Stranding deserves five. And, and the only reason I say that is because it was initially released. It was released for PC in 2020. As far as I'm concerned, it's a, rep- a 2020 release. I don't um, disagree with that, but I because that's that's when we're I talking figured. it over Ghost. I do have to make that you point. Don't, as an you argument. don't have to fight that. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to see you swinging over there. <laughs> I don't know. I would put. I'd put Death Stranding over put, Ghost. I had to put Ori in the bottom five. All right. Fuck you. All right. So fuck you. You eat shit. I'm not playing nice <laughs> on this. I would put Death Stranding over Ghost. Um. Um. For really? Being, yeah. Ghost is really good, but Death Stranding is like turning into one of my favorite games of all time. I told you it was good. It's really good. I told you it was good. I just had to get past that whole mental block of the walk. I don't know. Do we roll dice? What do we do? Do we? uh, All right. Well, I mean, Rusty, what's your? You you have no skin in this game. See, I don't. Between Ghosts and and Death Stranding, I mean, I played Death Stranding, and I have only seen and heard from Ghosts. Uh, so and I'm the same the other way. So I mean, we're we're, so we're split guess. even on your um, thing. Is is ghost probably? I mean, the way that I'm going to look at it is uh, both of these games take a unique stance. Like Death Stranding takes a completely unique stance on how it tells its story, and Ghost also takes. A unique stance in games by you know taking a uh, taking the the samurai movie route where it's kind of you you play this game and you you know it evokes the memory of the old samurai black and white movies. Um, Especially and, considering there's a difficulty level that does just that. Exactly. I mean that's and and it was yeah, such the, a inspiration the, for the game that they built it into the game and that so that says something. But can you deliver a pizza? Uh, <laughs> I, I, okay, I will. Be, can can you zip line I between will, mountains? <laughs> I will begrudgingly give that up, based on the fact that Death Stranding I know has a whole lot more gameplay. Uh, now I start to feel bad for like you know, making him you know making him do that. In, in a roundabout way, but you know what, honestly, Jason? You know what, Jason? I'll give you ghosts. I'll give you ghosts. That if if so, we're looking at like the number five slot right now. Yeah. If we're looking at the number five slot, give it to Death Stranding and then give Ghost the next. Yeah, Ghost is like edging it out by like a toe. Yeah. Uh, by because the, by the point of a sword. Because if I had actually, yeah, because if I had actually played that game, I probably would agree with There's you. There's a lot of really good set pieces. They do such a good job, not just the photo mode, but just framing out different parts of the story. 
in the fact like that just the whole like cherry blossoms thing. Well, yeah, the cherry blossoms. Like the you know, it directs you where to go based on the wind. You know, and you can see it blowing. But I'm just talking about like all the different set pieces for a lot of the different battles all right. have a very unique feel to I them mean, and they're framing them even though you have an omnidirectional camera, they're always perfectly framed somehow. It, it's like the it, start of like a samurai as, showdown battle. It or goes something. as far. It goes far enough that literally some of your side quests are to sit, stare at a landscape, and write a haiku. Okay. All right. Well, I'm. Uh, I would enjoy this game if I played it, and I just need to like you know fire up your PS4 and my, play it. Turn my TV on for the first time in two years and actually do it. It's super worth it. It's so good. If I can look it. But, uh, I mean... It's so enjoyable. I'm, I'm still going to look for it on PS5. I wonder if it uh, actually plays better on PS5. It probably... It, it might... I don't know. It played really smooth on my PS4, and I don't even have a Pro. Justin's got the Pro. Yeah, it runs solid all around. I mean, it's... The it, only time you have load times when you start the game, right? Yeah. I think. I could be wrong, but I, I don't remember there being no, a lot of load. No, that, that's exactly it. The only load <clears throat> you have is into the game. Okay. Or fast travel if you choose to fast travel, of course. But it's more fun to not fast travel because of all the duels. Yes. Or all the random side stuff you run into as you go to that point. And you can't unlock that fast travel until you go to the point, which means you got to ride your horse everywhere. Okay. All right. I, I, I agree. I agree. Right. Let's, let's work with that. that. That means that five and four are taken care of. <clears throat> now, the hard work. This, I don't think this is hard. I don't think this is going to be hard at all. Uh, if, because if you I guys aren't going to be honest. What is number three? I think it. You can leave Wasteland there by by default. I think it's. I think it's already done. I think it's already done. You know, to you know, to be completely honest, I think that you know the where we're at right now, uh, Wasteland three being number three, Cyberpunk being number two, and Deep Rock Galactic being number one. I mean, those games. I I've sunk a lot of fucking hours into uh, Deep Rock Galactic. Cyberpunk had me hooked, like, hardcore. Yeah, hooked. it hooked all of us really hard. Like, once we got dove into it, like, all three of us had it beat inside of two and a half weeks. Right. And, yeah. and Wasteland 3 is, I mean, you, you have, well, I'm going off of Wasteland 2 and how much I enjoyed that fucking game. And it's a and better fact, game. And, that, and Wasteland 3 is that just way better. The only thing that you know that I need to do is just break through my wall, and that's all. Uh, and I'm sure. How much? Hour, how many hours did you put in that? Um, I can't figure it out through Game Pass, but I want to say I'm over eighty because I've got two playthroughs. Yeah, yeah. I'm, working, I'm fired it up again. I want to play it through a third time. The customization alone in that game. I mean, you could play that game in completely different ways. You know. Uh, you could have mole, um, you know, mainly melee characters going through there. You can have a mixed bag. You can start with a sniper Here, rifle like I did. Here's an easy start. I'll just give you the easy start. Easy start. Get, so get small arms and first aid character. Yeah. Get another character that's got hard ass because you're going to get a smart ass anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then their other should be like assault rifles, essentially. 
Those, that right there will carry you through the majority of the game, through all the NPCs. And then as soon as you get started, an hour after that, you're now creating custom people to fill in gaps if you want to. Okay. Yeah, so don't you're start gonna, with a rocket launcher. You're going to get a character that has hard-ass and assault rifles too. It's okay if you have two of those in your party. Um, but he's not always going to be available all the time depending on your choices. Um, the same way – so like you need a speech character. Right? right. There's two different speech characters you can get. And depending on your choices, you've either going to keep a hard ass or a smart ass character. Okay. And it's just worth it to have somebody that has a higher speech skill for that with high leadership. Um, you can put your leadership on your first aid person because they're going to go around healing people and you can get skills that max out your action points when people fall in combat, which should be on that medic because you're going to use them for extra heals while you can still fire back with your pistol or your shotgun, which is or, what or, I did. Or, or, or your plasma gun or whatever. No, you don't because then you have to mix in energy weapons with that. Oh, okay. Whatever. So there are energy weapon builds too. I only did that on my second playthrough. Um, super worth it though. Yeah. Um, and you need somebody with toaster repair. Yeah. <laughs> because that is... <laughs> it basically gives you random loot chests. Right. Because so, toasters, Ben. <laughs> but Cyberpunk being number two, I think, is a really good spot because I, there's some, there's a little bit of mixed stuff that's happened that is kind of that CD Projekt Road is going to have to bring back their reputation on. Yeah. But had all of that not happened, I think to me it could have been a battle for number there, one. There is only going to be one reason why I'm not going to fight this. What is that? Because in the end of the year that was 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Fun with friends scored it higher. Absolutely. Oh my God. That's you're so you, right you, hit on the, you hit that on the nose. For, for the for the for the group's top. And we gave that you, that gives it the edge. And we gave you four great co op games in this discussion. You've got Vermintide two, you've got Deep Rock Galactic, obviously. You've got Remnant, yep. and you've got Division Warlords in New York, and they yep. all kind of hit, well, Vermin, Vermintide and Deep Rock kind of hit a similar vibe, but the other two hit different vibes, and they're yeah. all great with even just one other person. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and you, mean, and you know, well. you know if, you know, once Dark Tide, but, I mean, it's supposed to come out this year, right? Deep, so, yeah, you yeah. know, that's going to be a, a point of discussion for the end of this year. Deep Rock... Though, of all of those games, I will say, just for the for the casual, it is much more accessible to more casual players. And can ramp up. And can ramp up versus the other three. Right. And that's where it would get an, that's where it gets an overall edge over the other three is it is very accessible and will lead you into it, especially if you're playing with friends versus uh, Vermintide. It can gank you right up front if you're not careful. E Division playing solo is not horrible, but it is better when you have somebody with you who can who you can help add a little bit of strategy into it and you don't feel like you're just gunning, trying to gun down bullet sponges by yourself. 
Right. I'm I'm and Remnant I have no opinion on because I haven't played it yet. It's I mean it's basically it's basically that but you can actually uh change your uh your builds and your weapon loadouts to uh to kind of customize your place in a party. Uh like I was I was way better at you know at doing crit headshots and shit like that. Yeah. And so I built four crit and uh, and he, you know, he was like heals had summonable, uh, summon characters and was doing more, you know, yeah. more generalized damage and, and support. Yeah. And for me, they are, they are minor gripes, but when it comes to cyberpunk, there were two myth, there were the two missteps, the different story paths, not really being different. They're it's just the intro. Yeah, it's and um yeah. and then after that it's cohesiveness of the side stories into your main story. There's no you know there are a couple of them that play into the main storyline but not many of them. Some of it feels more disconnected than you felt with a lot of the stuff it looked, from the Witcher three, it feels modular in yeah. in such a way that the the uh, side quests are completely com- you know completely separate. So, in <clears throat> what I'm looking forward to in you know in Cyberpunk is you know the promise of you know they're they wanting to do DLCs for it, right? Um, I think they're going to do some free LC before they do some DLC. Right, they're going to be doing some you know free LC. I'm not big Summer. on the whole. Like uh, multiplayer free LC or whatever the fuck. I'm it looking is. forward to the underground that they didn't finish. Right, the undergrounds. That's gonna be you know that's gonna be fun. Uh, but if I I'm anticipating because I have no idea what they're gonna be doing for DLC. But if they do anything that ties into your initial pick for where you're starting from, and allows for that branching and then melds it into the game, kind of uh, kind of like they did with. You know, uh, with Witcher Three, where it was just basically you could pick it up anywhere along the way. Yeah. Um, if you could, if they meld that I mean, together, then like, that would kind of make for example more cohesive. As much as I like Jackie, right? You could have based on which path you choose to start. You could totally have, say, fifteen hours worth of a different initial partner. Right. And then into Jackie, ease into Jackie and, you know, kind of. Yeah, they could have built up the story from origin instead of just dropping immediately with Jackie. Exactly. There was a whole, like, what was it? It just said some time passed or some, some shit. If they drop a DLC into that window, I'm fine with it. You know, so that... That said, I mean, I think that it's a good pick for two. I mean, yeah. we as a group didn't buy into the internet hate, and that's why it's on the list so high. Uh, we also looked at it all from a PC standpoint. So there is yeah. that. I want to, now that we have the solid list, can you just read it top to bottom, yep. Jason? Yes. So our number one is, of course, Deep Rock Galactic. It's deserved. At number two is Cyberpunk 2077. For all the reasons we just said. Number three is Wasteland 3. It's 
deserved as well. Number four is Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, <laughs> it still ties of, my tongue every time. The ghost of the unpronounceable um, name. D- number five is Death Stranding. Number yes. six is Hades. Yes. Number seven is Children of Morta. Number eight is Ori of and the Will of the Wisps. Number nine is Last of Us Two. And number ten, rounding it out, is Path of Exile. And we all had lots of things on this list. Wow. So and they actually had there was more of me in this list than I thought there would end up being. And and I'm surprised considering there's a couple of those on the list that were just me. I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> round this out at the end because we've got a new year, even though now we're in February. Right. Um, Jason, name two games that you're looking forward to. If you don't have them right now, Rusty, name two games. I'll have them right now. I I can tell you right now, uh, Dark Tide, which is uh, the 40K version of Vermintide, basically. Uh, and oh, what was the other one? Um, Biomutant. I want to. I want to see what Biomutant actually is. I'm going to echo Rusty on Dark Tide. And I'm going to say Elite Dangerous Odyssey. All right. And if I sneak it in, I'm going to say Back for Blood. I'm I'm going to say Odyssey is a big one for me because I'd really like to get back into Deep Rock Galactic. No, you mean Elite Dangerous. Elite Dangerous. He's tired. I am tired. Um, (laughs) But I'm also kind of looking forward to seeing uh, what happens with another part of the... Uh, White Wolf franchise with Werewolf the Apocalypse. Um, look at it. It's not uh, going to be what you think. Nope. Yeah, you're going to want to look at that. You. It sounds cool, and then it looks cheesy as fuck. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've, I've I've been getting spammed on my yeah. old inbox with stuff about it, and then every time I look at it, it's like, eh. You might want to, like, transition that to Bloodlines 2, because that's that, at the end of the that year. That was also there. Right. That's also there. I mean, it looks about gonna, as disjointed as that last Castlevania game. Right. Um, the With uh, with uh, Vampire of the Masquerade, that still uh, fits into the White Wolf. Yeah. Uh, and that fits into the uh, the World of Darkness. Uh, I was kind of looking forward to both. but Right. And then, of course, for me, it's the uprising and re-releasing of an old game series. Yeah. Oh, Mass Effect. We all know and love it. Yeah. I, I won't lie. I'm probably going to pick it up. I oh, yeah, uh, will, too, just to play it in 4K. And the, and the reason why I will pick it up is then I'll be able to finally have those games on my Steam. Mass uh, Effect <laughs> Legendary Edition is the reason why I can't afford $25 for a different game <laughs> because I have already pre-ordered this on Steam. I'm going to say uh, Dungeon of the Endless 2 coming out or whatever they end up calling it and then Elden Ring is also coming out and I forgot about Elden Ring. Elden Ring seems alright but I will, George we'll... R.R. Martin mixed with Dark Souls? Yeah. Okay. He's doing the world building and then uh, Miyazaki not Miyazaki um I, I can't names, dude. The director, it might be Miyazaki's Mario, right? No, can look it up. Uh, <laughs> I you can't ask me for names. I'm fucking terrible with names, dude. I know, right? I, 
I keep gesturizing, and the dog's like, are you talking to Miyazaki. me? Miyazaki. Okay, I was right. Yeah, he's not. Why am I getting Miyazaki mixed with Mario? Mario. You are also tired, apparently. Lead. <laughs> this guy, he's like, Google that. <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't. Miyamoto. Mi yeah. It's, Miyamoto. God damn it. You are terrible. No, Miyazaki and Miyamoto. Like, there's a, both of, there's a guy, a there's Mia a at Mia. the beginning. <laughs> yeah. There's a Mia there. That's so stereotypical. No, it's not like Smith. Like, they both, the name starts off with the same four letters. That's fine, Jason versus Justin. You all start with the same letter. <laughs> Fuck you. <Right. laughs> um. I feel like that's a... <laughs> Probably not a common occurrence. You're, Let's move on. You're terrible. I'm tired. Um, <laughs> that being said, can we wrap the show up? Yeah, 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 I think we'll absolutely. Good. We'll be uh, we'll be back next week with the uh, with, with with some normalcy. Yeah, with now some the, uh, Dyson Sphere and some Valheim. Oh man, I've got yeah. things to say. And we might be talking about some more dwarves because yep. the new update's out. So, and, Jason, and before I sign us off, there is one more to add to the list I totally forgot about because it's a Switch only title. Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, you should have added No More Heroes 3. Oh, buddy. Monster Hunter Rise. All right, well. We'll, we'll see, see what, what it does. We'll see. All right, with that, find us at TiltCast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash TiltCast. Our YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash TiltCast. And search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Find some friends of the show. We've got For the Love of Gaming. We've got Cabbage. We've got NoQuarters.net, we've got BMFCast.com, and we've got TVGP.TV. They play Elite Dangerous for the HOTAS. And with that, it's the end of the show. All right. Peace.